What's up? It's your girl, Just Be Real, and welcome back for another dope episode of Just Be Real Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest to kick off my season nine premiere, and you know I can only have the best of the best. You've probably seen her face on several occasions, or probably, you know, seen her around because, I mean, she is a journalist. So, enough of me chatting. Let's get real. All right, I have Sydney Simone here with me today, which is like one of the coolest people ever. And young, you know, vibrant energy. So I had to, you know, she's a soror. So come on, she's a Delta. Excellence just follows us wherever we go, you know. <laughs> so I had to have Sydney on here because I feel like since she's more in the, the media area now, and you know, she just transitioned and made some big moves. It was only right to like catch her, you know, at one of her prime times, you know. Got to get the insight. Got to get the information. So if you want to introduce yourself, who's Sydney Simone? Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, my name is Cindy Small. I am a journalist. I am currently an anchor and a reporter in Baton Rouge. I've uh, been several places. More recently, just come from Houston, Texas. Um, so I'm on a new journey a little bit with the anchoring. I've been reporting for a couple of years. So this is uh, refreshing and exciting, and I'm still learning. Thank you for having me. I'm grateful you made time because I said this girl schedule will be on the flux. You got to catch her when you catch her because she either at work, she on a trip, she she be she be on the go, honey. She ain't letting no grass grow beneath her feet, honey, okay? Man, I, don't, I, I try to find, believe it or not, I do try to find time for myself, even like outside of work. But even on my off days, I'm still trying to, I, I feel weird when I relax because like, I thought I need to be, or I should be doing something. I'm not doing I feel like Viola Davis said that. I feel like she said it best that black women really are conditioned to feel like we're not able to rest. And I, I'm starting to believe that because I feel like when I'm sitting, I'm like, why do I have idle time? Right. This shouldn't, I shouldn't have idle time. But, but it's like we're, I think we're conditioned because we have so much more to prove. We just feel like we have to constantly be on go. But in reality, we don't. Because it's like, when we burn out, who's left? Who's going to save the world outside of us if we're burnt out? Right. Okay. And, like, I do have to remind myself, like, it is okay to not do anything today. To lay in bed, to sleep in. Because some days I do, I'm all day, I'm like, why am I forcing myself to get up? I really, in reality, don't have anything to do. But I'm forcing myself to get up because I feel guilty for laying Mm-hmm. And she be going to the gym, y'all. Okay? She be fitting the gym in there, too. I feel like she'd be having like 27 hours, but it'd be the same 24 hours. But that, that's proof to know, to let y'all know, if you really want to get it done, you're going to get it done. You're going to find time to make sure you get what you need to get done. Okay, because I was listening to Flage, one of the new um, LSU champions, but she... I remember Flage when she was on she was, Rap Game. Yeah, so like she was explaining like when she was doing an interview with Angel Reese. And they were explaining, I think it was on the pivot or something like that. And they were explaining her work ethic. She was like, I get up at the crack of dawn, I'm doing. She's uh, getting up practicing, going to class, and from class, she's going to practice in the studio, from studio back home, do homework, and recording again, and then resting. I'm just like, well, if she could do all that, maybe I mean, she's like, what, an 18, 19? I'm about to say, um, that age difference make a difference, because as you get older, that rest be more essential to the soul, okay? okay. 
Because 18, you could, I know for me at 18, I probably was sneaking alcohol, still being out and about, making it to practice, doing what I needed to do, and still doing the counter work and get up back up at like get home for three, get home, get it back up for seven o'clock for class and still be fine. Do that now, please. My body be like, you tried it. You really want, sit your ass down somewhere. You tried it. You really tried it. (laughs) You are, you're not even in your 20s anymore. Sit your ass. Girl, you're pushing it. You're trying us. We don't have the energy. <laughs> Go get you some BC powder and sit down somewhere. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I definitely have to hit the BC powder when it's, when it's brunch. When we're brunching, you got to have BC powder. Oh, yeah, because I heard Texas is known for their Sunday fun days. Sunday fun day. Texas between Houston, Atlanta, and Dallas. Yeah, Sunday is a big... And I be looking at people like Sunday fun day, like, y'all don't got work tomorrow. And it really is like a common thing, like, yeah, we still gonna go to work, but still, we outside. I agree. That part. See, I'm at the age now getting me to go to brunch is the stretch. But if you're going to go out, pick a day. It got to be Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. It can't be two days. It got to be one day. My body got to rest and recoup. Even if I don't get drunk, it still got to rest and recoup because it's a lot of movement. We got. Yeah. And my bro, my homeboy just bought a house, got a house built in Houston, and he was showing. I was like, I'm gonna come visit, but I kind of want to see the culture. I mean, I want to see your house too, but it's like, you know, now I know I got a place to stay comfortably, so I'm gonna just come visit, you know, since you built your house or whatever. He got mad space. I'm like, what? We got three bedrooms. It's only just you? Okay, I'm coming. Let me know when. Absolutely. I've never been to Houston. I mean, I've only been to Texas for work, like Plano, but I ain't never been to like. Texas, that's not for us. Because, you know, you got Houston and you got Texas, just like you got Atlanta, you got Georgia, Charlotte, and then North Carolina. You know, you got the pockets. Houston, Dallas, and Austin. Um, I would say San Antonio is Housewives of Dallas. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, but it's it's more of a variety though, in my opinion, in Houston. Austin is more the water, the arts, the it's a little more a little bit younger, a little bit more expensive, believe it or not. But really food is amazing in Houston. The culture is a part of the city for everybody, uh food for everybody, career for everybody, turn up for everybody. Whatever you want to do is there, whatever you want to eat, I promise you top tier. 
forget. So I mean, I'm a New York girl. You're not missing much. You're not missing. Culture-wise, of course, you know that's the melting pot, of course, because, you know, Ellis Island, a lot of people migrated. That was their port of coming in. So when I'm saying, like, you go to Brooklyn, you got Jamaicans, you go to the Bronx, you got the Puerto Rico, like, you got culture all over. And there's probably in little pockets where you can probably kind of tell, like, the little niches, but... I be telling people, I'm like, where should I go to New York? I'm like, I can't tell you because you're going to be a tourist. The places I go are places you're not going to go by yourself because you're not from there. Like, you would never just travel outside of Manhattan and be in the South Bronx going to a hole-in-the-wall club when you don't know nobody. Like, But I'm like, if you come and I'm home, I have no problem taking you with me. But I'm, you're probably going to want to go see the, the World Trade and... You know, the vortex and uh, that's the stuff that I don't even do. Like, even half the stuff people do in New York, I haven't done. Like, I ain't been to, I've been to the, I've been to Ellis Island. I mean, you take class trips and stuff. But, like, the stuff people do, like, riding a ferry, ain't done it. People be like, you order to see the ball drop, never did, and I'm from New York. Like, nobody from New York goes to see the ball drop. Like, that's something we leave for the tourists because we know what's up. That's like Houston. Nobody, I don't want to say nobody, but, like, turkey leg head is a big thing that people go to in Houston. I heard. And nobody's like, you know, girl, what you doing on Friday? Want to go to the turkey lady's hut? Like, no. Like, I go on family coming town. And that's no shade to them. It's just like a touristy right. thing that people do. And, people who live there don't really. Right. I respect it. But you go out there to go see the ball drop. Just know the trains are stopping to run at 12 o'clock in the morning. So make sure you got a way to get back. Because it's going to be crazy. Like. Right. But I got I to gotta get to New York at some point. Because, like, all the places I've traveled, that's one place I have. Yeah, New York, New York is decent. I mean, now I'm mad they took away Dollar Pizza, but you know, I'm a, you know, it's a little ghetto, but I'm gonna take it. And I'll be like going, people like you'll go home. I'm like I go home because my mom's still there, so I'm not paying to stay in New York. I'm literally chilling and going to hang with my friends because I don't pay to stay. You come to visit New York, they're taxing, they're OD with the pricing. Four hundred dollars a night for a hotel for a while, and then I gotta pay to take the dirty subway after I'm. No, you're tripping. I'm like, yeah, y'all be tripping. I'm bougie. I drive everywhere, and I'm from New York. I don't give a damn. Give me valet if it's convenient. I pay for it. I'm not doing all of that. I want to be able to leave and go when I feel comfortable. I'm a friend from LA, but I met her in Los Angeles when she's in New York for work, and she was just like. She tried for her. She like it. She love it. But I mean, she kind of like ash. You know, it's new for her because for one. Coming from Houston, you driving everywhere. Mm-hmm. Walking everywhere, you walking on you on the subway. She says you almost got lost several times. And this is somebody that's from LA. So even though LA is just as busy, it's just a different type of. Yeah, but they don't got subways and like they're not meant for pedestrians. Like LA is not a pedestrian type city. New York is a pedestrian type city where you literally can get anywhere, any place. Subway, train, taxi, whatever. So, like, you don't really need a car. A lot of people I know that's in New York don't have cars. But I was right, raised right. in the suburbs, so I got a car. I wasn't. I'm not taking no public transportation. I'm not taking no 40 bus all the way to the city and be on a bus for an hour and a half when it's a 20-minute drive. Like, that's OD. But people who are not from New York, they used to like, oh, I'm going to take the 6 train and get off at Port Authority and then go ahead and jump on the 2 train to go to the Bronx to East 233rd. All of that, like, you really got to, and then sometimes it's express, and then there's the local, and then it, like, depending on the time frame, sometimes they don't run on one rail, like, I don't, I don't, I don't think the train in Chicago, but, like, I don't feel like, I still feel like New York got to be. Nah, New York got to be, because there's way too many, there's, like, 13 different trains. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, we, all, we over here all off topic, my bad, my bad, y'all had a whole conversation, but we're going to get, we're going to get Sydney to New York. We're going to hope, and then I'll make sure I'm in New York so that she doesn't just get the tourist experience while she's there. <laughs> 
Because, you know, that's cliche. That's what a lot of the <clears throat> paper people do. Black folks ain't. Black folks like, let me take you to this spot. You know what I'm saying? Where there's the real culture, real good food. Okay? Right. But the first to get back on topic. So, given that you said that you did make the transition from Houston to, you know, Louisiana, what has been an inspiration to push you to unlock these new levels? Because I know that's not something that's easy to make such a big transition. Okay, so explain like a market because maybe some of the listeners might not know this particularly oh, what you're talking about. It's just um, based on your, your 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 ratings and based on the size of the area. So Houston was market eight, which means um, in terms of the country, that's the eighth largest viewership in the country. Mm, okay, okay, okay. Uh, New York is one, LA is two, Chicago three, Atlanta is like top ten as well. So the bigger the city. Typically, the, the bigger the viewership, you know, and of course it extends outside of the actual city, but surrounding areas go into that. So, being that I am in Baton Rouge, it's higher up in the market or um, backwards, whatever you want to call it, lower. Sure. But uh, <laughs> it's 90. It's 90. So, for some, it's like, dang, she went back, but I don't really see it as going back. I just see it as, you know, I need to come here to go there. Um, and it's the capital of Louisiana. So, it's still a lot of news and lately since i've been here a lot of our stories have been making national headlines so um it's not a bad news market and it's not too far from houston it's an hour from new orleans so it's a lot of places around here as well um so yeah that's why i came here really you know stepped out on faith and make that transition because when you do get to a higher market because people aren't leaving they're staying in their positions Mm -hmm. it's harder to they're not freeing up so it's harder to make the jump and if you do try to make the jump they look at you as, oh, you're the reporter, not an anchor. Like, it's, you know, and right. I've heard that before. But, you know, I take my opportunities as they, as they present themselves. When I got presented this opportunity to go to Houston, I, I didn't lie, I was hesitant. Some people were like, where, where, why were you hesitant? But just because I wanted to know if I was ready, that's what I wanted to do. If I wanted to continue reporting, you know, that's, but I trusted my gut with that. And with that, this time. And got that experience Right. But I, I respect the fact that you touched on the fact that you, to some, it might look like you took a step back just to go forward in a way. Because I feel the same way. Like, I, I can agree with that. Because me coming to Charlotte, I was like, I'm going to be a consultant. Like, why am I doing consulting when I, I've i been <laughs> in accounting? My Like, y'all really about to... And then I'm like, but it's exposure. Because it's like, Charlotte is the second largest financial district. So if you want to go ahead and get yourself out there, you got to probably... You know, not even say humble yourself, but if you want that experience to be able to understand what it is working in a public accounting firm outside of a financial institution, 
this is where you got to start. And then doing that allowed me to step into more of a senior position. Like, okay. And then like, it don't make sense at first and it won't make sense to most, but sometimes God puts you in areas where it's like, it wasn't a conversation with everybody. It's between you and I, and we, I know what we got going on and I know where I'm trying to take you. So I respect that because that is kind of, that is real faith to be like, I don't know where it's going to take me, but the skills and experience will be able to enhance me and make me more marketable later down the line. rejection be god's protection y'all look you don't even be knowing like you're like oh i wanted this i wanted this and god be like that's what you think you want but i got something better trust me but i'm I'm, you gotta work don't ask me to order your steps if you're not willing to move okay listen i got this i got this okay because that's that's how i'll be thinking they'll be like just how do you don't ask me i just spontaneously do whatever because i don't i'm not gonna ask god to order my steps if not i'm willing to move so yes i randomly picked up it within a month and just moved to charlotte and been out here five years i'm like okay god wherever you want to take me next i'm here because i feel like i've outgrown this and i think we both know this so what's next like i'm here i'm willing okay and let's make the transition so I, I i totally feel that so like being a journalist many assume it's just camera time as you said it's not just the case um that you just deliver meanwhile there's a lot that goes on like in the actual title um do you mind sharing with with you like the true title of being a journalist because everybody is real frivolous with this title and i need some clarity from somebody who's an actual journalist to make it real clear on what journalism is and what a journalist entails Y'all heard what she said? She went to school for it. (laughs) We're in a space now where basically anybody or anybody feels like they can just get on the computer and write an article or write a blog. And and this is not to discredit because there are some good bloggers that move like journalists or former journalists, you know, or have ethics. But it's like having ethics and morals, credibility, all that. That's what makes a journalist. Um, And, you know, we are not supposed to insert our opinions. Now, there are people who are are paid on TV and news platforms that are paid to give their opinion. 
don't really say they're journalists, but they might may have come from a journalist background. They're more of like a commentator, a news personality right now, um, or just an anchor. You know, just there to get you know. Though, though that's what you see on a network. But if I'm speaking from a local, meaning in your city, you turn on your local news. Journalists, journalism. We give both sides of the story. We're not too far left or right. That's why I tell people to pay attention to your local news. A lot of people form their opinions based on national news, not understanding exactly national platforms give opinions. Because like CBS in the morning, they do a lot of journalism and stories. But understand which platform you're watching, who you're watching, what they do, and why you're watching it. Exactly. So, um, yeah, like I said, we go to school for it. I wish it was like some industry where you had to have like some type of certification to be called a journalist. Yes. I feel like too many people slap the label on it. And yes. Like, you call yourself a writer or a content creator or a blogger. You know, it's nothing wrong with being a blogger. You should have your own ethics and morals within that. It's nothing wrong with doing that. But understand what your role is supposed to be when you say you're a journalist. Thank you. Y'all heard it. Y'all heard it particularly from a journalist themselves. Because, listen, a lot of them and I'm like, so you're a journalist, but this is really based off opinion. There's no fact. Okay, great. There's no research. There's no, it's me search over research. There's, what are we doing? To build off of that, we research. That's the key part. Sorry, I missed that. But yeah, research. We go out, we interview, we get our own stories. That means gathering your own interviews, pictures, or at least for my role. I can figure Because she definitely just did a Black History Month joint that was fired and she spent mad time research. Research, because y'all be doing a lot of me search, and I'd be like, Yo, me search is more of opinion, but okay. Or he say, You know, see, she yeah, t- the game of telephone. I just be saying, Her, like, mm. this is blogging, you know. At that point, that's how we looking, and I think it's because I was a, a cornball on the debate team, so it's like, This ain't facts, this is like alternative facts. Like, you ain't where, where's the supporting evidence? This ain't right, or if you watch. 
court cases, law and order on those shows, and you go to court, you have to have facts. I mean, I know I got to have facts if I'm doing somebody's general ledger and what I'm saying ain't accurate if I don't got no place to be able to prove that that's where that money came from. Right. Period. <sighs> I'm just people, they just try it. I don't know. But like you said, you are, you know, born in Detroit by way of Chicago. So you've been exposed to change and adaption, you know, your entire life. What do you feel has been one of the greatest lessons learned from being able to do that? Cool. Um, just working with different people. Uh, I embrace myself in the culture. Like I said, I was born in Detroit, but I left there probably around like eight or nine. I went to East Lansing because my mom was in her PhD, which East Lansing is where she stayed. Okay, mom, with the PhD. So after that, um, we ended up leaving when I was probably like 11 and went back to Illinois, um, like Lake County, which is Gurney, Waukegan, or Chicago area, north suburbs of Chicago. And um, I spent some time. Most all of middle school, most of high school was there, and then part the last two years of high school, I moved back to we moved to Gary because my mom's job went from one part of Illinois to another part, so the north side of Chicago to the south side, which driving wise it just wasn't going to work out. So we ended up living in Gary, Indiana, which literally is just going over the border. Let's say going from New York to Jersey or something like that. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So it was like very close, very close. Um, so yeah, I, I did move around. Call my, I just call myself a Midwest girl because trying to explain it to everybody. But, you know, I, got I can imagine. Family Detroit, family Gary, and family Chicago is all at, very close. Indianapolis, all of that, you know. But Indiana, Michigan, Illinois, very familiar with the area. But anywho, like moving like that, it really did teach me to, you know, just embrace the culture, the different people, the background. Mm-hmm. Um, I really do. Whether it's music, food, I, I'm a very observant person, so I watch my surroundings anyway. But I think naturally, I've always been a person that can get up and go, and I'm gonna do what I want to do, whether you come or not. I can pick up and go, and I'm just cool with that, which I think is why I've been able to, as an adult, live in three different cities by myself with no family, right? Or friends. Talk about that, please, because I be trying to explain it to people. I'm like, I don't know how to explain it to you if you haven't experienced it. Like, I can't. Yeah, so like out of school, I actually didn't graduate with a job. So I, maybe three months later, I did. So after school, I moved to Atlanta with my sister to stay with my sister in Atlanta because she's a lot, a lot older than me. And so when she graduated and left, she's been in Atlanta 15 years, like her whole adult. Okay. So, you know, anytime I'm in between a job or just whatever in my life, you know, I go to Atlanta because I'd rather really go there at this point to go back home. So, you know, I went there in 2019 when I graduated. And during that time, like I said, I didn't have a job. And so I was just applying everywhere. I get this call about Texarkana, Texas, which I never heard that. I'm a city girl. I just told you where I'm from. I'm like a city person. This place is in the country, y'all. So um, the guy, my boss now, offered me that job when he was there back then. And, um, you know, I don't know if it's, you know, look like me, black, leadership. I don't know. I just trust whatever. I don't know. I just jumped. I said, yeah, I'll take it. I'm on the phone. Period. Texarkana. And I'm over here. Yeah, that's wonderful. I'm over here Googling. What is Texarkana? I ain't never heard of this. Is it safe? I don't know. <laughs> Shreveport. It was out of Shreveport, Louisiana, but I was working between Shreveport and Texarkana, Texas. I lived in Texas. Anywho, didn't know a soul, didn't have a friend, a family member, nothing. So I was there. It took me probably like six months before I even met a friend. But I was just vibing. I don't know. I don't. Most people I know have friends who like, oh, they haven't moved away or they didn't take a job far away from home. I don't know mm-hmm. for that reason. 
after that, I went to Houston. Houston is old. 10 times, 20 times bigger than where I was. Again, didn't know what's so. <laughs> Met friends, ended up in a relationship, all of that. Like, I ended up building, I deal with when I go. So when I go, when Y'all I heard her, she said she was in a relationship. I want y'all to know it's the earth sign thing for us to be in relationships and nobody will ever know we were in a relationship because it's private. Okay, we are very private about our love life, period. No, I'm just saying it was private, not secretive. See, there's a difference. Private. I'm a New Yorker, so I'm friendly, but I'm not nice. Right. Um, unless you can afford to have two places to live and where you're stable in one and just use the other one temporarily. I ain't there yet. So Okay, we're try- we're trying to make it build up. Right, right. So I have to move according to where the opportunity is. This is not my final forest True. So, like, with that being said, do you feel like what skills have you, you know, have you feel like innately have been instilled in you that have helped you, you know, being in the journalist or, you know, the, you know, reporting arena kind of thing to kind of help make you acclimate easier? Transition, especially since you said that you moved, went back into anchorings, you know, to be even in a smaller set to kind of push yourself forward. But try not to be a perfectionist and not try, try not to want everything to play out the way I want it to, how I want it to. So, like, letting go of control because things change so much. Um, understanding that everything that happens to you isn't because of you. Like I, take the, I like to place the blame on myself for a lot of the things. So, becoming stronger, confident, um, and just trusting myself more in the things that I have built. Um, from my personal life that I can translate into work because you have to be confident in your work. True. It takes time to build that trust um, and I can relate that to my personal life as well. And just understanding that everything is subjective. 
I think that's one of the biggest things, especially in my industry. Everything is subjective. And to briefly touch on that, I just mean like it doesn't equate to what you can do, who you are, your capabilities. It just means, hey, I might not get the job because that's not what they're looking for. Right. This person might be looking for that. This person might be looking for that. This person might want a certain thing that I may not. It may not have anything to do with who I am with myself. Right. It's just not what they want. And it took me a little bit. I thought I you know you think you got that, but I think recently it mo- it really hit me like, yeah, this is trying to take everything so so personal. personal. Yeah. Thick skin. They tell you have thick skin. And I'm like, I ain't gonna lie, I was like, why do I already got that? I got thick skin. But I mean I have thick skin to a certain extent. I may not show it, but um
Yeah, yeah. Right. I like that. It's giving me four by one, four by four type relay. Yeah, pretty, pretty much like pass the baton. If your leg, if you, your leg is slow, and, and you, you might mess it up for the whole relay. Okay, because they always put the best as the anchor. Right. Period. So if you, you know, you know, I mean, I did track, but I, I was more of a field type of girl. So I catch field and middle school, but I switched back over to running. Give, give me the shot put in the discus. I'm very good at doing that. You know, I did a nice little run, but, you know, keep me in the basketball arena. Keep me with the, you know, flag football. Keep me with the soccer. Give me with the sports I have to get physical because I'm a physical type of girl. Like. Me too. I did training <laughs> until, like, Hello, my mom swindled me, but we're gonna talk about another conversation. And I, said, I don't want to do it no more. Switch to basketball. Yeah, that was me. That was me. Martial arts put me in it. Boxing <laughs> to this day. Listen, martial arts, boxing, and I think I only like, and I say martial arts probably built me more in the character than I think basketball did because it was always a mental thing. So I think a lot of what my friends, when I tell them stuff that I do at work, they're like, oh my God, I would have lost my stuff. And I'm like, I play a game like a game of chess. Like I can do a king castle where I can sit here and protect my king, put it to the side and do it within the first four moves. Or I can sit here and let you play until the point where I start taking all your pieces. Like, but I'm coming after your queen, but I'm going to do it in silence. Like I don't need to. So it's like, it was a discipline we were forced into before we did martial arts was kind of calm me to be like, before you go into the storm, Calm yourself, quiet yourself, and be able to be observant and listen to know what's worth dealing with and what's worth just letting it go ahead and not slide, but like make a mental note. Right. So I think that'd be key. So anybody who got kids, put them in martial arts, let them learn chess because it's now a lost art. And I get upset when I be wanting to play chess and nobody know how to play. I get upset when people don't know how to play spades, but that's a black conversation for another day. Spades. I don't got you chess, so give me the spades. 
people who even went to HBCUs don't know how to play space. I'm like, you should have got your black car revoked at that black school you went to because where where did you come from? Who raised you? Now, black girls who can't braid, I, I give it to you. Some, you know, but not being able to play spades. And you went to an HBCU, I need your black car revoked. And I said it. What I, I said what I said. But um, how are you able to maintain your moral compass in a profession that can be very persuasive to skip the steps? Like, sometimes, like you said, like, some people have journalists, but they don't have the actual moral compass. But I'm pretty sure there's times where you feel like, I'm not really for this, but this is my job. But I'm going to do it, but I'm going to make sure it's, like, in a way where I'm not losing myself kind of thing. You know, some people like to take the elevator rather than take the steps, but you're willing to take the steps clearly if you're ready to step back and. Yeah, like I haven't had that super, super moment where I was like going so strongly against what I believed. And I think because I've been fortunate to work for a black boss twice. Mm. In Houston, I didn't. I didn't, but, and I definitely saw the difference there. Um, but because of that, I just feel like. Um, a little bit, my experience has been um, just a little bit sheltered in that regard. Because certain stories that I hear friends have to argue and try to present a certain way, I haven't had to do that um, always. You know, it was just understood. You know, my boss went to HBC, he was black. He understands like certain stories, certain times, right. the way things should be said. Um, but I do remember, like, for example, during the Black Lives Matter movement, having to go. Um, do a story on a confederate statue mm. i always agree but i mean that's my job to tell both stories and you could be thinking like girl what is this or you know um that was tough you know you, you have your opinions on things and the way things should be but again i remember i have a job this is what i signed up for at the end of the day i want to be somebody that people can trust that they can come to right for just to get the story just to figure out what happened and that's what my job is to do um so i haven't really had that much of a moment where i had to fight argue this is what it should be this is you know but it does test you and and it helps doing so many different stories every day is a different story every day is a different story you kind of learn what you're passionate about what bothers you what doesn't what you want to speak about you know and i think that's where the national news comes from and those platforms where people do have such strong opinions and they can give again, they can give their opinions because they're getting paid millions of dollars to give their opinions. Okay. But then again, people who don't really understand how that works, they take that one opinion from that one person on that one network and associate that as the story, you know? So a lot of times I'm like, I really do want to say what I have to say, but I have to consciously, I think since I'm anchoring now, that's where that challenge is coming in. And mm. I'm just telling a story. and You don't really give much comments, commentary as a reporter. So unless they ask you a direct question. But on the anchor desk, in between stories, when you're transitioning to story or when you're anchoring alongside of the anchor, y'all having a conversation. I know for me, sometimes I'm, I'm overthinking. So even when it should be a simple answer, but sometimes I'm like, dang, can I say that? Can I say that? Can I not? You know, is that a thing? Is that not? Right. So. Um, I think I'm I'm in that learning phase with that space right now. I get it. I get it. I mean, you know, it's a thin line. It's a thin line. But you know, to end it off, especially why people get canceled. Sorry. Listen, because one of our one of my faves, I'm like, I really took him off 
for him speaking the truth and doing his job because he researched. It's too sensitive now. All because he spoke the truth and did his job and researched and was actually speaking facts and statistics. Okay, I guess. I guess that's what we're doing. But, you know, it is what it is. I mean, see, I, I give y'all so much credit because my combative behind be like, see, no, this is where you got me chopped. This is not that's, it. That's, that's what happens when you do see situations like that play out on air. For one, you, that's not the, probably the first time they've ran into that situation. Like, you probably don't know what is going on behind the scenes. Sometimes we can't really be in the newsroom or in the behind the scenes. Okay, from what I've been told. That's the news. That's the tea. Sometimes, not always, but sometimes the tea. So you don't really know like what that building is and I mean also in the time that we're in especially when it comes to black culture and how much we're such a target it's probably I feel like it probably might have been a builder but I I can understand how somebody can reach their breaking point easily especially reporting something it's just like so I really got to go ahead and give this and I know exactly what it is. Like how he was saying, like, how you going to tell me how, to, how I live my life as a black man every day in this world that you don't live in or the skin that I live in? And I'm like, this is an accurate fact. Like, you're not a black man. You're not living the life I'm living. You're giving it based off of what you're reading or what you've heard as opposed to me actually experiencing. I'm telling you what I'm experiencing on the day to day. I'm like... And unfortunately, we don't get the same grace as other people. That part. So like, if you mess up once, that's it. I've worked with people who mess up several times and I, maybe I didn't mess up, but they got a pass and it's an excuse for this. Oh, well, they were having a rough day, but you can't have a rough day. Right. You to always be on your A game. I think for me, I just that, that constant reminder is that somebody's always watching. Remember what the, the skin you're in. And as much as that people like you, like you gotta just stay in your A game. Because we in a cancel culture, child. They be trying it. But since we're already talking about this, as you know, in the U.S., black journalists are like 5.4% of the contribution to media, along with there being the average age of about 41 years old in the space. What do you forecast to change in these stats to open more opportunities for like a younger demographic as yourself? Um, I would say, one, we have to watch the news. I can't tell you how many times I go out with new stories. But, oh, it's about to be something we don't watch the news we don't watch it we get what we get from social media and even mm. if it may not be the reliable source you might be reading the headline so even then if you see it on social media are, are you going back or actually reading the article are you paying attention to what's going on so we just get our news a different way um but paying attention to what's going on and a lot of people do say it's because it's sad because of this because of that but tune in tell us what you want to see That'll help us. Um, and then also supporting our media outlets. We want, oh, no, not say that. sometimes we feel like we've made it or there's a certain status or a certain um, level of success attached to certain um, outlets. Um, and it's nothing wrong with that, but just as much as we support everyone else, we have to support our own too. And our community needs to unify do a better job of supporting ours. Like ours are just, our networks, our platforms, our shows, our awards, they're just as good as everything else. And 
once we do that, I think that'll help as well. So paying attention, coming together, and knowing what's going on. I get it. It may not always all the news and good news, um, which can be a lot, you know, for us as we report on that and just seeing things on a day-to-day basis. But we gotta talk about it. We have to be there. Like we have, um, for um, damn, I can't even draw a blank right now. But it they just shut down last year, I believe. Um, it was um, black news network. Martin, Roland Martin been on the scene a good minute. Right, and he talks about it a lot. And just, I a couple weeks ago talking about, he had Roland Martin on filter, his platform, and I'm familiar with it. Put the platform to ground Roland Martin on filter. But again, unless. Oh, we really want to support our own. That's the, the bottom line. This is, this is very true. This is very true. So. I appreciate you, but before we leave, I got a segment, you know, it's called, you know, Be Real Bomb. Is there anything that you want to share that you have like a quote or like a the model you live by on your day-to-day in your life kind of situation? Yeah, I'm, I know I got to bring this up. Uh, actually, looking at it right now. Is that like... Okay, hold on. You're breaking up a little bit. Hold on, hold on. Okay, whenever, what's, what's that be real bomb? Like, what, what you got to give the people? So, it says, what you do today determines what you get tomorrow. And that's my, my fave, Jimmy Jimmy King. So, I actually have it on my mouse pad right now. Oh, yeah. did you win the mouse pad? I did. <laughs> so, I sit at this desk every morning. So, um, that's something, you know. That's crazy, because I use my mug. And it says the best the best person you can be is yourself, and that's what Michael Bugs is. That too, that's a good one. Too. Those actually, that's a good one too. Like, and I'm really, really honing in on both of those. Just being myself, being confident in myself, um, and then you know, putting my best foot forward so that tomorrow or the future, um, 
I'm setting myself up for success, but also not harping on the past or what happened yesterday and not reliving, rethinking, you know, so moving forward, living in the present. That's really what I've been trying to tell myself. Just be myself, focus on me, don't compare, you know, focus on what you have right in front of you because I don't want to have to look back and be like, dang, I really did have this or this was good. Right. Appreciate where I am. Appreciate that. Because at one point you pray for where you are right now. Exactly. And I think, I don't know. I don't know. I just would say I'm just in a very transitional phase of life. I don't know if it's getting older, my intuition, my relationship with God, a new environment. It's all that. It's all that. It's all that. But it's a lot of stuff that's connecting that didn't really connect before. I mean, it may have been there a little bit, but now it's really like. Yeah, focal, focal. Yeah, I feel you. But I'm, I'm with you on the, the living part and being in the present. Like, I constantly have to tell myself the presence is a present. It's a gift. So enjoy the gift of today because tomorrow's not promised. So whatever happened yesterday is yesterday and you can't go back and fix it. You cannot. And I, I'm, I, like I said, I'm an overthinker. So I already, I would get that space of uh, shit woulda, coulda. That's an earth sign trait. I want y'all to know. I think it just happens to be more prevalent in Virgos. That's just it. Yeah. Yeah, so that's just how I feel. Leave it behind, you know, and I don't know, maybe it is because it's Taurus season. I've been waking up. You know? I mean, it's Taurus season, it's Mercury retrograde, then you also have Saturn in Aquarius, then you also have a solar eclipse, a lunar eclipse that's happening tomorrow in Scorpio. So, I mean, there's a lot of going, a lot going on. You got like air, water, and earth all happening at the same time when it's just like, what the hell? What's going on here? Can we get a pause real quick? Can we get a pause? No, we can't get a pause. But I feel like for a Taurus, it should be flourishing for y'all. Yeah, I feel, I feel cool right now. Because I feel like Candy is getting the best of the best right now with the Emmy nom and the Tony nom. Like Work-wise, yes, I have had to do some reflecting on relationships and things that I've been through. That's what retrograde does. Yeah, I, and I didn't realize in the retrograde until I think my sister said it. But I was just like, because my birthday just passed. And, you know, I don't know. They just showed me a lot about the people I had around me. Um, like, it was kind of hurtful. But then at the same time, I also went praying that prayer of God, please reveal like, who's for me. That'd be a dangerous prayer to pray because he literally might answer within five minutes because that happened to me last week. And within four hours, I had to cut somebody off. I'm like, dang, God, I ain't know it's going to be like that that quick. Right. Because you don't trust that many people to have that access and energy. So it's like, damn, you, you, you already know how I rocked and you really betrayed me like that? I'm the same way. So it's like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I'm just, 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 I'm just
I mean, retrograde does it because that's me right now. And I think it's because I'm about to enter my Jesus year. And Jesus is like, God's like, yeah. So you want to know what comes with this? There's a lot that comes with the territory of 33. Since you wanted to ask me to guide you, here's what's happening. I feel like it's been like the floodgates were open. I'm like, oh, okay, great. I mean, I'm going to take it because I asked for it. But I feel like you've always never let me down and haven't given me something better. So I'm going to just trust your process. But I'm going to be silent and be still because I think that's what you're trying to tell me to do too. So I'm going to just do that and just let you work. Because I feel like me trying to contest it and do the opposite and be hard-headed hasn't worked out. So I'm going to just let you do your thing. Do your thing. Do your thing, you know? You know, but I mean, I'm just glad we're in an earth sign season because, listen, put me... Because, you know, the crazies come next. The crazies are next. I ain't got time for them. I ain't got time for Gemini's, Gemini's, whatever you want to call yourselves. Yeah, we, know yeah we, we don't got time for those. But, um, you know, I just feel like it's, I, I think it's key because I feel like I was where you were. Like when I hit like 28, everything started changing. It felt weird. And I'm like, why do I feel weird? And then I was like, time to astrology. It was like, yeah, your Saturn return comes around that time between 28 to 31. I'm like, oh, so this is when like that portal thing kind of opens and there's a shift. Okay, cause well, somebody could have warned me, you know, cause I wasn't, I wasn't prepared. Then I'm like, okay, now that we're out of the Saturn return, we're entering the Jesus year, which is now where I feel like it's a midlife crisis, cause it's like, damn, I'm about to be in my mid thirties. Shit, I'm getting old. I'm about to be in. The f- okay, so we're getting older. So there's, it's harder to make friends now because I feel like for me, it's not that I feel like I'm better, but I just have a certain, I have requirements. They're not like negotiables. They're requirements of consistency, communication, because I feel like I'm old enough where it's like, I shouldn't have to ask you for basic essentials where it's, it's a, I can give it and I know it's either you're here or you're not. There's no, no shifting to try to play because I don't have time for playing. And like you, like you, I don't keep that many people close. So like. If you close, like, if the fact I had to just cut off a friend I've had since I was 11, it bothers me, but I had to think about it in the long run. Like, I was holding on to that, and God's been like, let that go, because it's not helping you grow. Like, it's stunting your growth. And you know how God sometimes won't let you go further if you keep the people around that he's been trying to tell you to let go. Like, he's not about to give you the blessing. And I'm like, oh, so I let you go, and now all these opportunities and doors open. Oh, so that's all it took? But you know me, I'm hard-headed. I'm like, okay, well, I could have done that a long time ago, but... Here we are. Okay. And, you know, now that it's retrograde, even though people might think it's a joke, but it's like all of the old things, I'm like, leave the old things. They're retro. Keep them in the past. Do not bring them. There's nothing to reevaluate. I want no type of conversation. I learned my lesson. Yeah, people can change, but I'm not trying to find out if you change. And I'm good with that. Like, do what you do away from me over there in your distance. It ain't no beef, but I just know I don't need that energy. And I'm an empath. So I can take on energy easily. And then this is like, mm. I'm very selective. And people are like, you've been there five years. You really don't have no set group of friends. I'm like, there are weirdos in Charlotte. Like, it's not. And I think it's because they're stuck in a time capsule. Like, the city itself is progressing, like, building itself, like, having more opportunities. But uh, the people within themselves are stunted, stunted in their growth because they haven't been like, exposed to that. I feel like that in Texas, I can't for Louisiana, too, Texas, and Arkansas area. Like, the city was, you know, building and growing, but those people were like, the fact that they did all that communication and talking and going back and forth from people on Facebook, baby, this is not high school. Hello? I'm stuck in like, but yeah, like that, that, I understand what you mean about just stuck in time. Yeah, so like, my mom's like, oh, you, I'm like, people like, do you like Shard? I'm like, 
No, but it's cost efficient. And for my profession, it works. But personally, like, they're not on my caliber. And it's not that I'm saying I'm better, but like, a lot of these people never left Charlotte. They literally born, raised, and still here. A lot of them never went to college and experienced what it is to have to deal with adversity in different cultures and people from different areas. They've never, you know what I'm saying? They never branched out. So a lot of what they know is like real clickish. They're real stuck into this is who I know, this is what I don't know, this is what I'm comfortable with. And it's like, we're 30-something, and you're still out here trying to trap. Like, what? what is this? What What are we... You're trying to have a rap career. Like, what? what is your real end goal and what you're trying to build? Because this ain't it. And a lot of them never been on their own. Like, if they've moved, they've always had to live with somebody or live with family. It's like, well, we really don't got much to relate to because it's just me. All my family in New York, like, my family's seven, 800 miles away. Like, I don't have the access and availability to just lean on their shoulder. And I realize how important it is to have a friend group. But it's like, like you said, Ursan thing, like I'm watching you. Like you're, until I can feel ease in my spirit to really open up, I'm not giving you but so much of me. So, and then when, when I'm ready to do it, God be like, nope, snatch. I'm like, okay, well, there we are. That, that was a nice try. Thanks. I mean, it just took three years, but thanks. So it's been a struggle. And like mentally, I be like in my head and I'm like, oh my gosh, is it me? And then I'm like, no, it's not me because I just have standards. And the same way we have standards in a relationship. I, I, I say, is it me? Like my friend, I, I get too much of that. I do it too much to say, is it me? Like sometimes it's really just, I know, girl, just it's just me. And it's like, right. And that's, that's just where I'm at. And my aunt's like, you can't help that you have standards. You can't help. That you just don't allow anybody in your energy and just take your space and be energy vampires. like And be happy because some people don't have that and they don't have those boundaries. And that's a blessing that you do. Because then you really just don't take any wooden nickels. I'm like, you're so old school. Just say I don't get swindled. But, Cindy, I appreciate you taking the time. I, I be trying to tell people, they be like, I'm nervous. I'm like, girl, it's just like talking to me. Just act like the world gets to hear the conversation. Like, I mean, why wouldn't I ask you? Come on now. You're you. Hello. I appreciate you, please. I appreciate you. But you know, of course, and then you were sorrow. Like, come on now, the people. And um, I, I feel like you have a project. I, it's been a minute, but, you know, you might want a college playground. I don't know if you want to touch it for the people to kind of tap in a little bit. I know. I'm really trying to. So, I don't know. Every time I really get, I'm just focusing. Uh, trying to focus on getting done. I shot three interviews. I just got to um, edit it and put it out. Um, so, yeah, college playground. I did it on a platform called Station Hit back in 2019. It was like a radio platform. In the process of switching to like a digital show. So, you know, YouTube. And then eventually I might move to the podcast side. But basically interviewing um, current and former college athletes um, and just talking about their experiences as a college athlete through that experience from high school to college. And either if they went on to the professional world or if they went on a coaching or if they're doing something completely different. So that's what that's about, College Playground on social media. You can find online. And tell them where they could follow you to get the latest yeah, for yeah. news. Cities the Mall 1 is everything. Website, Twitter, um, Instagram, um, YouTube, Cities the Mall 1 TV, same thing with Facebook, everything is Cities the Mall 1. And then there on my Instagram, you'll find the College Playground stuff. I'm trying to get it out this month. Y'all, I'm trying to get it out. Y'all bear with her because y'all can see this woman got many things on her plate. So, 
Bear with her. Either way, just go follow and support and then just stay tuned. That's all I'm going to tell you. Just it. Just go follow and support, period. Yes, that part, that part. That's it. That's all you got to do. Follow, support, and then tap in to your local news channels, okay? Local, local. That's where you're going to get the, the least biased, like, no opinions, what it is, facts, what you want, what's going on in your community, in your neighborhood, local, local, local. Local and y'all heard it. So if y'all want to see this next generation be able to progress and be able to be a part of the upper echelon of this, go ahead and y'all heard it from one black woman herself. Go make it happen. Okay. Period, y'all. So y'all have heard my good sis Sydney Simone. Hopefully y'all enjoyed the episode. Listen, as I always tell y'all on the air, we keep it real. And always remember, be real, be true, and always be unapologetic for you. Cause I don't know about y'all, but I feel all right. Keep it just for me.